week 14 upon us already. Fantasy playoffs are just around the corner. Really is crunch time. Uh, sweaty brows, clammy palms, squeaky asses. Luckily, you've got the three of us to take you by the hand and lead you through the swampy marshes that is fantasy football. As always, we'll have a rundown of what happened in last week's games. Any news and injuries, bad performances, good performances. We'll look ahead to next week. Our projection beaters, also the tier list, what games you want to be watching, what you should avoid. My name's Alex Sharples. I'm here with Alex and Lewis Brindle. And this is In the Pocket, Across the Pond. Lads, where else to start? You know, we we all we all know what everyone wants us to talk about. It was it was the big thing that happened this week, a titan of the league, being shown in a light that we'd never seen them before. I'm obviously talking about Ryan Tannehill being the whole the backup holder for the Titans. Did you? Did anyone else see Ryan Tannehill no, holding I the extra not. point? No, they missed it. That's insulting. Isn't it? <laughs> he was he was on the field as the holder, and they missed the kick. I feel like Ryan Tannehill deserves more respect than that. That's appalling. <laughs> Come on, what has he done to deserve that? Apart from just being old man and old know, decrepit I, I, man, I was thinking that as well in the moment. But then I also was thinking, it's like, no, nah, he's helping the team out by any means necessary. That is a good team, mate. To, sort of, to put the put the <laughs> ego aside and be like, yeah, I'm going to hold this ball terribly. He's water. He's yeah, he's done next week. Done the old Dan Marino. Laces were out. Mm. I know. Yeah, I know. Well, at least he's not heading for the booth, though. Ray Finkel. Yeah, Ray Finkel. <laughs> At least uh, he's not heading for no, the booth. No, no, no. That's I, another player. I was obviously talking about Tyler Boyd throwing an, an, an interception. What is he playing? Oh. He just he, <laughs> he literally threw it directly to. It was a great pass to Josh Allen. Yeah. Have you seen that Josh Allen's two career interceptions? <laughs> Josh Allen and Tyler Boyd. Yeah. <laughs> How bizarre is that? Um, yeah. That was a terrible pass by Tyler Boyd, but a great win for the Bengals. Yeah, they look they yeah. they did look good. We'll get on to them. Obviously, right? Let let's talk 49ers forty two. Should set on the forty twoers because they beat the Cowboys forty two something as well, didn't they? Maybe not. Forty ers forty two nineteen Eagles a thrashing, wasn't it, Al? Yeah. It was, to be honest with you. It looked um, a bit of a slow start from San Francisco, but once they got going, um, the Eagles couldn't stop them. And it was weird. It's like the tables were turned were all the time for in the pre- for the previous weeks of the season. It feels like it's inevitable that the Eagles are going to win and there's nothing that they can do. And the kind of fight seems a bit uh, meaningless from the other team, a bit futile. All the fight back from the Eagles, especially in the fourth quarter, just seemed pretty futile because they'd just give it to Debo Samuel and he'd score another touchdown. Um, I didn't expect it. I thought the Eagles would win. Um, I don't know if I'm ready to write them off winning the Super Bowl just yet, but... um, they need to sort that defense out. They've got a lot of names on the defense. That defense, but, um, yeah. I don't. A lot of names, not much production though. That mm. defense 
has that defense is a liability at this point. Like the secondary has been awful all season. Mm. Uh, yeah. Two hundred sixty passing yards per game and over two passing touchdowns per game. That's on the season, by the way. Um, and you just look at the play this week. Like so many missed tackles, so many guys slump it, like just being shrugged off. Yeah, you know, and you know, on top of that, even the rush defense, which has been solid most of the year, has been ran all over for the past three weeks. Like one hundred sixty rushing yards. Per game over that span, Sherpels, what did you make of this game? Yeah, well, I, I was shaking my fist in the first quarter because obviously it was only, I think it was two field goals in the first quarter. McCaffrey had barely even touched the ball. Uh, I was fuming. I was looking on Twitter to see if anyone else was sharing my opinion. Everyone was sharing my opinion. It was get McCaffrey the ball, um, and yeah, it was weird. It was like it was like the Forty ers were a bit sort of intimidated at first, and then they realised, oh, actually, these guys aren't that good. At defending and so let's just stick it on him and they did yeah i mean two you know massive plays from D- from debo like nearly nearly you know 40 50 yards and yeah once i think once that first touchdown went in they relaxed a little bit they were like let's just go and run amok and you're right the secondary was awful the tackling was non-existent i don't know how many run after catch yards they got but it must have been it must have been a lot and um yeah i mean it's similar to what you were saying Al, last week. Like, the Eagles put up yeah, a decent amount of points and normally that would be enough to win them the game. But when an offence comes up and throws at them, then it's not going to be enough. So, interesting. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't write the Eagles off just like I didn't write off the Niners when they lost a few. So, uh, yeah, NFC heating up is going to be really interesting, I think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It is. It is. It is. Um, yeah, I mean, the 49ers... Um, didn't I? Wasn't they my Super Bowl? But I changed it to the <coughs> Cowboys. Changed it to the Cowboys. Changed it to the Cowboys. I mean, uh, which all, I... also in this game, there, DeAndre Swift, my beautiful sweet DeAndre Swift, took a shot. Oh, <laughs> wow! He, but he was one of those where he like landed on his back and bounced straight back up onto his legs. Yeah. Um, wowzers! Um, only one person took a heavier shot than that, though. This weekend, this isn't a lead into a joke. I was actually talking about Derek Henry. Oh yeah, taking okay. an awful shot. This isn't a lead into a callous joke about a poor man on the sidelines. Oh. I thought that's where you were going. I, was I thought that's where you were going. I think the listeners thought that's where you're going as well. Um, are we going to get into that in a bit? The sideline, all the, the sideline. Yeah, we action. will. We will. We got right. a little section sideline action um, in a bit. But um, okay. yeah, speaking of. The Cowboys, as they were just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Excellent game. This is what primetime football should be. Yeah. Um, I've got a little section for us in a little bit about what primetime football should not be. I won't spoil <laughs> that yet. Um, this is what primetime football should be. Seahawks 35, 41 Cowboys. I mean, you know, saying that, that is biased. We do play fantasy. We want to see offensive football. I know, you know, sometimes it is nice to see defences turn up. Um when it's 35-41, maybe they didn't. But yeah, what a game. Cowboys doing what they did, doing what they needed to to win against a decent team. Mm. Uh what do you think about this one? Yeah, absolute barn burner to be fair. Uh exactly what you want for fantasy. Uh even better when you're against a team who has both DK Metcalf and Geno Smith and they leave them both on the bench. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, really good game. Um, I think if you're the Cowboys, as as much as the Seahawks do have these weapons, 
they've not really been that good, you know, this season. They've not been as good as they could have been. So I think if you're the Cowboys, you've got this all-star defense. You'd really be like, you'd like to be making the statement that, you know, we're not going to let them run this much up on us. But, you know, they've shown that even when teams score a lot against them, they can match them step for step. Uh, yeah, just just a really good game. And also the Seahawks should take some positives as well because it is not easy to put 35 up on these Cowboys. Not at all. Not at all. Especially that secondary that has been has been very good for most of the year. But DK Metcalf, what a player. Um, mm. Flashbacks of, of his combine on that that run after catch. Uh, just went that, that that that's a man who's not scored enough touchdowns this year. Yeah, you know, what I mean, he just wasn't. I think was, was that not was his was that run after catch not the fastest recorded speed in the league this I'll year? I'll be surprised if it isn't. I will be surprised. I think it might have been. I think it might have been. Faster than Kill. I think. I think it was. I think I. I can't remember the speed off the top of my head. Um, but I think there was obviously they're doing that in-season hard knocks. Uh, yeah, I think I saw a little clip about some chatter that Tyreek Hill was saying about about just seeing that DK Metcalf had the fastest recorded time and being like... And DK Metcalf's like double the size. I know, so. imagine that. Yeah. Imagine yeah. a guy his size running that fast. Yeah. yeah. What did you think about this game, Al? Uh, it was just it was either an amazing way or a terrible way to start your weekend because there were so many fantasy points. So you either had the fantasy points in it or you were against the fantasy points in it. Either way, you'd rather take that than uh, a game with uh, no fantasy points in it, I suppose. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's just another... Sorry about the creaky solid, door. The creaky door. <laughs> it's just another solid case in the Dak Prescott MVP um, are we are we are argument. we buying that? By the way, are we? You know, you have to. You have yeah. to. I mean, you look at the names that are there. I mean, I. You were ridiculing me this time off last month for being a huge Brock Purdy fan. Well, he's now the favourite to win the MVP. I don't think he will win the MVP. I think realistically, I would have Prescott over him. I would have Lamar Jackson higher than he currently is. I would have 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 Tyreek Hill higher than he currently is. The most valuable player on that team on that offense is Christian McCaffrey. Though I would argue, I would argue Christian McCaffrey unlocks that offense more than Brock Purdy unlocks that offense. Uh, but Brock Purdy's running the offense, and people say, "Oh, but it's a system; it's Shanahan system." But you know, no one barring Matt Ryan, Falcons Super Bowl year, has ran that offense like Purdy's running it this year. Yeah, true. So, true. Um, I, I, I mean, you know, I just pose that question just for a bit of conversation. I do think Dak Prescott is playing MVP caliber football. Sharples, do you? Famous Cowboys hater. <laughs> Um. He, yeah, don't get me wrong. He's been unbelievable. Um, I don't think he'll win it. I think. I think it's going to be a case of he'll have a really good season this season, and then if he does something similar next season, that's when he win it. I think uh, people aren't ready to give it to Dak yet this season. I mean, if it if it was me, I, I know it, I know it definitely won't happen because I don't even think Jerry Rice won one, but Tyreek Hill is. Mm, I mean. Yeah. There's a lot of chatter that, about Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I mean, I think bar, barring um, the Eagles winning out the rest of the season and winning in a fashion that makes us forget what just happened against the 49ers and clinches the one seed for that team. Yeah. Um, barring that happens, if that happens because if that does happen, um, it's going to be Jalen Hurts winning the MVP. Barring that, someone quite unexpected is going to win the MVP, as in someone that we had kind of 
no inkling was going to win it at the start of the season, like a Purdy, like a Prescott, McCaffrey, Hill, because um, yeah. I don't think Mahomes is going to win it. Um, you can make a case for Lamar, but I suppose the case against Lamar is Lamar Jackson himself, because if he wins MVP this year, and you compare that to the last time Lamar won the MVP, it's night and day. You know what I mean? It was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, when he won the MVP, and now the Baltimore team's better this year, uh, but Jackson certainly isn't better at the moment, but I'm sure they'd still rather have a better record in that bye week than uh, Lamar Jackson putting up silly numbers. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, elsewhere in the league, Chiefs 19-27, Packers. Well, where do we want to start on this one? Do we want to start with the Chiefs, or do we want to start with the Packers, Al? Packers, because Packers. I don't know whether Jordan Love is really good or quite bad. I can't tell. <laughs> it's, like, it's, 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 it's been Jekyll and Hyde, and it's like... By so by Love's logic this season, he'll have a terrible last two or three games of the season and completely ruin your fantasy playoffs because that because you know he was really good, then really quite bad, and now he's been really good for like three weeks. He's like the he's like the inverse Kirk Cousins. He just shows up in prime time, Jordan Love. Um, yeah, and you said when we were texting about it. Um, at the weekend, Lou, you just said like he's just super in sync with his wide receivers. He, he just losing Christian Watson, which is a shame. Uh, that guy's got chronic uh, hamstring yeah. injuries, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, pretty impressive by the Packers. Let me just pose this one to you: Who's more likely to win a playoff game, Packers or Rams? Oh, because the Rams are rolling as well. Mm. Rams are rolling, putting up, putting up mm. thirty. What was it thirty-six points? on yep. a pretty reeling Bengals defence, but still a decent defence nonetheless. Like, Miles Garrett, I know, wasn't, you know... About Browns defence, Browns. Browns, sorry. Yeah. Browns. Yeah. Um, they're still a good defence. That defence isn't just one player, you know. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I I would I, I would say Rams, though. Because mm. they've got the playoff experience. <laughs> Chaps. <laughs> yeah, I, I would also say Rams, purely because I think they're their highs are higher than the Packers and I think if you if, if you're playing them both on the right on their, like the right days I think the Rams would score more points and that's sort of what you need to do in a playoff if you're going to win like a one hitter so yeah Rams I think yeah um, yeah yeah and the Chiefs uh, I don't know the, there is something to be Bad. there's something to be read from this whole Travis Kelsey thing because it is I don't want to be a hater but all Whoa, I'm saying is, like you're a hater. people, we haven't been talking about the guy the same. No, for fantasy wise, and it just so happens to be all to coincide with when the whole Taylor Swift thing came about. So it's like, <laughs> it just it, weirdly it does. Weirdly, it sounds like you're a hater. Um, it sort of does. It um, like you're a hater. <laughs> um, Chiefs need to figure something out because yeah, they 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 just don't look explosive, and then in this game, the defense was exploited. Um, yeah. Um, by a very good head coach, you know, I I was doubting my Matt Lafleur, um, coach of the year pick, but mm. uh, there's uh, there's a lot of coaches that I think are in the for not not necessarily coach of the year, but like yeah, like like you know, like the the yeah, that's a good coach award. You know, Shane Steichen. Oh um, yeah, good coach. I still yeah. think that <clears throat> I still think that um, that the Browns. Um, um, what's he called? The Browns head coach. Yeah, <coughs> is called. 
Chet Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Buying time. He is called furiously typing, furiously typing, furiously typing. <laughs> Kevin Stefanski. Kevin, I still think Kevin Stefanski's done a really good job. Um, I think um, Kendall Roy from uh, Succession. <laughs> What's he called as well? Oh, uh, Arizona head coach. Uh, Gannon, right, um, Jonathan Gannon. I think he's coaching his his ass off. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, yeah. he, he's got them. He's got the Cardinals playing pretty hard. Um, yeah, no, he, do, he obviously <coughs> a, a, again a good head coach who they can build yeah. around. Uh, you know, and and the the Cardinals is another great example. You know, um, they're not playing too well. The record, you know, they had a good win this week against the Steelers. Uh, what are they, by the way? But anyway, mm. good win against the Steelers. They're not going to have a flattering record at the end of the season, but they're building something. Um, they Harrison Jr. Next yeah, year they're building well. something. There. They're letting a team sort of develop and grow. I'm not at all uh, throwing shade on the team that we were talking about last week for an extended <laughs> segment. Uh, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, he's he's a he's a good head coach as well. Bit of a goon, but <laughs> yeah, he is a bit of a goon, but um, decent head coach. Yeah, and um, you know the draft falls right for him, and they could uh, they could be in with a shot at one of college's yeah. best plays. Not nothing much. Speaking of college football, nothing much happened to report on last week. No, um, it didn't. It didn't. Nothing much happened. This isn't a college not, football podcast. So. Not not um, Florida State. Uh, winning all 13 of the games and still not getting into college football playoffs. I don't really... I, I sort of understand the politics of this and I sort of... It's because the quarterback's injured and they want the best, like to see the best four games. However, basically from the outside looking in and for maybe some of our listeners who might have caught some of what happened at the weekend. Yes, you, you, you are correct in thinking Florida State won every single one of the games this season and yet still got told they aren't one of the best four teams in uh, college football, two teams with one loss are better than them, or maybe three, te- two teams with one loss. Yeah, um, it's it's a whole thing, but um, yeah, that was a serious issue. Killer Williams' team absolutely nowhere. USC. Oh yeah, yeah, um, and there's still chatter that um, we'll get into it in draft season, I'm sure, but there's still chatter that he's apparently gonna going to carry on playing for another year. Good for him. In college. Good for him. Yeah. I would do the same if the Browns had the number one pick. Um, <laughs> uh, we were just talking about good head coaches. Let's talk about head coaches that aren't going to be head coaches next year. Uh, the Patriots and the Chargers. You had a fun fact about this game, Al. Oh, the Patriots and the Chargers. Uh, did you mean the Birds, by the way, just then? You said the Browns have the number one pick. Did you mean the Bears? I said the Bears, didn't I? No, you said the Browns. You're throwing shade on a pretty good team, though, Lou. Yeah, I think it's, it's just all. It's just. I said the Browns. Yeah, it's just. I was meant to say the Browns. I was meant to say the Browns earlier on, and I was meant to say the Browns earlier on, and I said the Bengals, and then I was meant to say I was reading the word Bears on your screen <laughs> where we've got the scores <laughs> up, and I said well, Browns. I mean, it's just. I, it's I, I assumed that the, the Browns had traded for the number one, like, had previously got, like, a pick or something. Mm, I, I thought yeah. it just could have been, like, okay. Sorry. that traded for it. Uh, Sorry. Just that. used to them being terrible. Well, yeah. What you said? Oh, um, the fact that the Patriots covered... Um, the spread. Covered the spread. And they didn't score a point. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Awful game. I mean, I know we had, there was weather. 
there was weather. That's weather such, everywhere. That's such a stupid. That's such a stupid. <laughs> there was weather. Um, it was raining heavily, but uh, wow, zero to six is pathetic. Yeah, <laughs> really, it's absolutely pathetic. Any any other notes on these games, lads? Before we move on, Austin Eckler. Um... No uh, games, not play, not bad players. I, just want, I, I need to get out of the way because you just mentioned the game. Um, I think CVS uh, commentary team are, are looking to hire a running back, lads. Head into the booth, I think. Um, okay, head comments the on the games. Comments on the games. Sorry, um, Texans and Stroud are still legit, so that was nice to see, uh, and. I think the Lions' offense being back on track is good. I think the defense worries me heading into the playoffs. Uh, it doesn't worry me for fantasy football. It's good to have a team that scores and uh, concedes a lot of points. But yeah. you know, real life football-wise, playoffs, I'm uh, a little bit worried by the the Lions and how their defense is looking. Mm, Sharples, any other notes on on these games? No, yeah, I was I was going to mention the Lions as well, um, <clears throat> purely because they. I mean, I know they got the win in the end, but they absolutely disintegrated at, at one point in the game. And um, considering how high we are on them, they need uh, they need to tighten up the screws if they want to make a deep playoff run. Because if the Saints can do that to them, then God forbid what some of the better teams can do. Mm. Exactly, I agree. Do you want to talk sideline antics? Oh yeah. <laughs> Go on. What happened? Uh, well, I I can think of three things that happened. Have you got more? <laughs> No, 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 at least three. No, go on. I can think of um, the Eagles head of security getting involved in a oh, player yeah. interaction. Is that his job? Big no, Big not Dom. his job at all. Big Dom, yeah, obviously getting cheered off. It's fairly certain that isn't this guy's job. Um, no, definitely. So not. you know, stay off the field, you idiot. Yeah, he's going to come for me now, isn't he? He is going to find me. I mean, who was he? Who was he chirping at as well? Was um, it um, uh, Greenlaw? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Okay. Um, pretty heavy set dude, but I'm I'm probably taking the professional football player in that one uh, <laughs> <laughs> with pads on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there was the guy who Tyreek Hill took his phone. And that was a video on himself. That was was that last week? That was a couple of weeks back. Oh, was yeah. it? Sorry, I, I I read about it yeah. this week because I, I saw all the kind of posts were. Uh, saying give this guy his job back because you know Tyreek Hill just took his phone well no I, 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 I think it was like a planned yeah. interaction oh yeah 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 but still it was a like... planned interaction if Tyreek Hill broke away for a 80 yard touchdown grab so a pretty frequently yeah. uh, planned interaction yeah. and you um, had a man just minding his own business oh my doing god doing his job I, I know and he I'm not I'm like Brown by Alvin Kamara. I'm not so, I got rolled up on all, Alvin all I'm all I'm saying is I agree with you horrendous for that man um not not minding his own business I would say that is the risk of the job on the sideline <laughs> you know if you want to <laughs> it I'm joking it looked like it was it looked like four o'clock it was like the big hand was well <laughs> that's his leg Okay, fit. we get his the image. Kamara uh, just ru- Kamara just runs off as well. No, but like in that situation, what do you do? Like, sorry for sorry for breaking. Your I leg. agree. He probably should have stopped and said <laughs> sorry for breaking your leg, and then helped him to the locker room. Or something, I didn't but see the magic sponge. Atrocious. No, the know. magic sponge. I know. Maybe um, if someone had a magic sponge on him, then uh, 
That man would be walking fine today. He wouldn't be. I mean, if every were to break your leg, though... Prime time? No, it wasn't prime time. No, if, no, I'm just saying of all the instances or places to break your leg, you know, do it in front of millions of people on an NFL stage. You're going to get the best cur. You're probably going to get a bunch of people on Instagram saying, give him a million dollars. Give him a million dollars. <laughs> Listen, I'm. it sounds like I'm being bit, we're being bitter here. Um, it's funny you say about getting the best care though but did you see when trevor lawrence went down they could either couldn't find a functioning car or the one that was broken he had to walk for 45 minutes to get to the x-ray room what is that i I didn't know that i did not know that that is is, is, it was probably a low ankle sprain that turned into a high ankle sprain (laughs) oh yeah yeah. Yeah, and I mean, also he's got like these tiny guys around him. Trevor Lawrence is a massive big dude. dude. We've yeah. seen him in person. He is oh, a yeah. big dude. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that was sideline antics. Mm. <laughs> um, before we get into the players, though, right? Let me a quick little game for you because we were talking about primetime games before the Cowboys won. Um, Cowboys and Seahawks been a good one um, we've had plenty of examples of not good primetime games and a lot of the reason for that is backup quarterbacks okay now there have been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight mm. backup quarterbacks uh, who have played in primetime this season uh, name them <laughs> uh, eight uh, Jake Browning Oh no, prime or at prime time. So Just in prime time. The, the, that's why I tried tried whittling it down because I'll be honest with you, the amount of backup quarterbacks right. that have just played just this year is insane. Game. So Jake Browning and CJ Bethard. Okay. That was the other day alone. That game was in prime time. Um Sharples, anyone any suggestion? Uh what's Jets? I mean Tim, Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle. And Trevor Simeon. Did they both play in prime time, Lou? Does that need to tell us as we're going? Okay, yes, yes. Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon hasn't. Okay, so we got three. Three. Um, Uh, Does Josh Dobbs um, count as a backup? Josh Dobbs. Yeah. Does he count twice? Technically, yeah. But he's one. Um, He's he's one man. um, Dorian Thompson. Minshew. No. Minshew. No. No. Um, Flacco, Jameson, J- sorry, James Winston. No, not no, not prime no. time. Zappy, not Zap. Zap, Zap, Zap. Um, Trubisky hasn't has he? Oh, uh, the fellow in Washington. Uh, what's his face? Heineken. Oh, Heineken. Oh yeah, no, oh, no, in 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 Atlanta, you mean? Um, uh, no, no. Um, we're missing four. You're missing four, right. yeah. Let's uh, quickly get this. Um, two, two are actually still the quarterbacks of their teams. Uh, oh God. Um, who's who's throwing the ball in Tennessee now? Will Levis. Will, Will Levis. He's not a backup anymore, yeah. though. He's not a backup. No, no. So I should I should have specified my definition of this were was uh, players who weren't the designated starters right. at the start okay. of the season. So Will Levis is is, is one then, yeah, yeah. Um, Trubisky didn't did it? Did Trubisky play um, on the the, the, the no. guy in um, Las Vegas? Um, O'Connell. O'Con- O'Connell, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, the Giants guy, Danny, oh, Danucci. No, no, Devito? it's not Danucci. It's uh, Devito. Nope. 
No, oh, <laughs> this is torture. You're Tyra in the right Taylor. ballpark, though. Tara Taylor, yes. Tara Taylor did yeah. start prime time. You got one more to you get. You got one more to get. Give us AFC, NFC. NFC. Um, I'll give you a clue. Yeah. He went on a long journey with a few friends. <laughs> what? <laughs> Across Mordor. Oh. Bilbo oh, Bajan. Bilbo. Oh, Bilbo Bajan. Bilbo Bajan. Tyson, sorry, Tyson Bajant, the uh, Burr's quarterback. So, that's, like, that's, so that's just a little insight as to why a lot of primetime games <clears throat> have been crap. Yeah. yeah. Let's get into the categories, God, though. It's mad how many we reeled off as well. Like, that's how bad it's been this that's year. A, that's what I mean. The amount of quarterbacks. Yeah. But let's get into our categories. Worst team, let's start with worst team. Ow. We should all say worst team and impressive victory in unison, I think. Okay, worst team in unison. Three, two, one. Patriots. Patriots. Oh. <laughs> okay. Jets. Here's a fun fact about the Jets the that rubbish. I bet you two didn't, either didn't know or forgot about. <clears throat> you know they've got a running back called Dalvin Cook? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> That's true. Again, just another example of how insane it is, how quickly you can fall yeah. from grace in this in, yeah. in this league, really. But uh, speaking uh, of that, can I just a little side note? Often, because you know, I mean, we've not been watching the NFL super long, like what um, six, seven years. Uh, but it might be longer than some people who listen to the pod. And from time to time, we mention players, and we like. Like, a bit like we did with Kyler Murray. It's a bit like, if you've not seen him play, we want to get across how unbelievable this guy is. Um, Russell Wilson didn't have a particularly good game, but he made an amazing throw to Colton Sutton. And I subsequently watched a few uh, kind of um, YouTube highlight reels on Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson, if you only know Broncos Russell Wilson, then you're not getting the full picture. Russell Wilson was amazing. Mm, he was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, like, like Hall of Unlimited. Fame. Hall of Fame level. Unlimited. Kind of uh, and it's a shame that we're probably... <coughs> if he was a guy, sandwich, yeah. he would be the danger witch. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> Genuine Subway anyway, sandwich and, and, that and, Russell yeah, Wilson yeah. has. And if this was your first year in fantasy football, then that that random Jets backup running back called Dalvin Cook was just one Mental. of the best running backs in the league. Until last year. Yeah. Literally until yeah. last season. Yeah. It's but crazy. Anyway, um, sorry. So we all... Patriots, Patriots, Jets. Yeah, let's, let's go impressive victory then, see if we can all get that one okay, correct. Yeah. Right. Three, two, one. 49ers. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. 42ers. Um, <laughs> not buying it. <laughs> not buying it, Al. Not by Chargers. Chargers. Because it was an ugly, awful win that they should be embarrassed by. Um, I wouldn't want to win 6 0. I wouldn't want to win an NFL game a score less than what football games finish. Yeah. Often. <laughs> yes. Especially if you support Man United. Yeah. But oh, like oh. the losing yeah. by that no, score. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sharples. I got you. The Sharples, not by um, anyone. You made, to be fair, you made some good points about them before, but I had to go to the Cardinals, um, mm. and their next few games are, it's like the Niners, the Cowboys, Seahawks. Yeah, it's... Uh... They ain't winning a game rest of the season. It's a gauntlet. Ooh. It is a gauntlet. Yeah, I also went Cardinals. Um, they're not going to compete in that division, especially with the Rams, like, well in form. But, again, good to see that they can compete at an yeah. early stage Mc, um, in the new... 
regime. McBride looks an absolute yeah. monster as well. So I mean, there was he, one he drive does. where he just kept kept throwing it at him. The touchdown mm. got ruled out. He threw it straight back to him again for another touchdown. Yeah, he looks mm. like a really a really good player, and um, so so good that he made the other tight end lose his job. Zach Ertz. Oh yeah. Um, let's move on to the players though. Top five players at each position this week. We have at quarterback, Geno Smith, Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, Jake Browning, and Trevor Lawrence. At running back, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, A-Chan, Devon A-Chan, Derek Henry, James Connor. Some wild names in there for this season. Mm. You know, Mixon, Connor, Henry. Okay. Mm. Uh, wide receiver Metcalf, Samuel, Collins. Lamb, Hill. I also chucked Jamar Chase in there because he had a great game. Yeah. Tight end, Sam Laporta. Uh, is Sam Laporta the new best tight end in the league? Yes. That was a rhetorical question. Okay. He is. Uh, Evan for Ingram, for fantasy and real life. Um, Evan Ingram, McBride, as you just said, Trent McBride. Uh, Ferguson, still doing really good for the Cowboys. And then... Bryant, Harrison Bryant for the Browners. The Browns, not the Bengals yeah. or the Burrs, the Browns. Uh, any notes on any of those players, Al? Oh, yes. Mike Evans. You didn't mention him. but He wasn't top five of the position. That's why. Seventh this week, 25 fantasy points, um, 162 yards and a tuddy. Uh, what a season. Mike Evans is having, by the way. We mm. talked about him last week, but I'm just pulling up his numbers now. He's got five games potentially left to play, four if they sit him in the last week. Why Why would they? I don't know, because I think Tampa Bay might be um, in, um, might be in uh, contention uh, for the playoffs if they kind of keep being competitive and, and winning games if they can. Uh, sorry, 29.2 uh, fantasy points I meant. Uh, I was looking at half PPR. Um, Get that PPR up. Yeah. Only way to play. Only way to play. So I'm just looking. He needs to score to have... In 2016, he was finished as the wide receiver two with 304 fantasy points. He's currently with potentially five games left on 222 fantasy points. Wow. Potentially looking at Mike Evans' best season... Uh, or if not, definitely second best season in his age 30 season, 10th um, year in the league. Uh, he's putting Hall of Fame numbers up, I would say, in his career and in this season. Um, and just really fun to watch at the minute. Really funny if you've got him on your fantasy team. Um, yeah, and I definitely. thought Nico Collins had a really good game. Nice. Sharples, um Percentage, give me a percentage here. How many? What's the percentage of people um, that you think had DK Metcalf on the bench? Oh, have you got it in front of you? Do you know the actual? No, I'm just interested. Know... Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think probably sixty percent of people would have benched him. Yeah. I agree. Because I, I, cause I did. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I did. Because why wouldn't you? Why would you not? Yeah. Like, anyway, who, who, who stuck out to you this week, Apples? I'd have to go uh, Joe Mixon, um, even more so because last week he looked absolutely disastrous and I was um, cursing the fact that obviously Borough had gone down and this might be done. But I mean, 
if they keep using him like that rest of the season, he could be an, an absolute league winner. Um, that That is the Joe Mixon that I drafted in the third round, the guy who's bit of receiving, bit of rushing, just doing everything, being involved in the offence, being a key cog. So if, if Joe Mixon's going to be doing that for the rest of the season, I'll be a very happy chappy. Yeah, and obviously we, we saw, you know, um, Chase... Mixon, um, Browning, all with good games. That was just a bit of, you know, a bit of hope. I think for if you had sort of pieces in this Bengals offense, that okay, this offense can still tick over, can still can still do a job. Um, and that Jaguars team is not a bad team, so it was mm. quite impressive <clears> the points <throat> they were able to put up. I, I mean, for me, you know, Lamb Hill. It's like clockwork at this point. That yeah. I think I think that first uh, touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill is maybe my favorite touchdown of the year just cuz just cuz of how satisfying it was. The ball flew just higher than the screen that you were seeing it on and then came down like right into the bread basket. Tyreek yeah. Hill didn't even miss a beat on his run. It was just an excellent throw, an excellent adjustment to catch it because there's even interviews with Tyreek Hill saying like, yeah, we weren't on the same page in terms yeah. of the route. I just kept running he threw <laughs> it up for me. Just amazing. that I can I honestly can't. I'm running out of superlatives to talk about Tyreek Hill at this point. Um he is an incredible football player. Um, he's gonna get two thousand yards, uh, and he's he's. I did see. I saw a really good video of him as well this week. And I don't know when it was from. I don't know where it was from this past week. But he's talking to like you know high school kids who are playing, and he's talking to one who's like a smaller lad, and he's like, it don't matter, you know, the size of you or anything like that. Your size is your size. What that now you know that work at all the other stuff he's like look at me look how small I am I'm the most feared player in the league and it's like yeah. it's true yeah, yeah, <laughs> sort yeah, of, you know yeah. and then and then CD Lamb amazing playing at, he's been unlocked been truly unlocked how many targets yeah. did he get was it like 17 <clears throat> or something yes yeah, somewhere like that he's uh he, he's played yeah. some incredible I think the I think they're the two best players um at wide receiver in the league yeah. uh quite Quite comfortably this season, yeah, uh, to be yeah. fair. Obviously, AJ Brown was doing amazing, but he sort of <clears> fell <throat> off a little bit. Whereas Lamb and Hill have sort of started really well and then have just <clears throat> skyrocketed, yeah. you know. And um, Jefferson got hurt. Jefferson yeah, got Jefferson hurt as well, hurt. which yeah. obviously, you know, yeah. speaking to how good Justin Jefferson is, it's like, <laughs> just quickly, next season in fantasy football, Jefferson, Lamb, Hill, who you're taking? Uh, I would order it. It really depends what happens at the quarterback position for Minnesota. Yep. If we yep. say that Kirk Cousins comes back, yep. then I would order it Hill, Jefferson, Lamb. Okay, Sharples. And I'll be honest, Jefferson and Hill are closer than... Um, Hill and Jefferson are closer than Jefferson and Lamb for me. I still think Jefferson yeah. is a better receiver than C.D. Lamb. Sharples? Um... I think I would agree with that exactly. If if Kirk comes back, Hill Jefferson Lamb, yeah, nice. Yeah. Can I, I mean, just say that? Uh, go, go on, Lee, you go. I was just gonna say, well, if you've been listening to this podcast for both seasons, we've been doing it. You all know my answer, Jamar Chase. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm I'm just as you were speaking, I'm just still looking at these Mike Evans numbers, and it's just because we we said that um, this guy's obsessed with I'm Mike. Obsessed. No, but it, it comes back to what we said about players that kind of so quickly fall from grace, and yeah. and like you know to have 
a player relevant for fantasy football, particularly running back, but any skill position really of the like tight end wide receiver running back. Um, to have them consistent over a long period of time is a bit of an anomaly. And I'm looking here that Mike Evans, every all ten with the season this season stop now, all ten years of his career he's been a top twenty four running back. Seven of those years he's been sorry, wide receiver. Seven of those years he's been a wide receiver one. Years or oh years. So, yeah. yeah. So look, I mean you're talking like seven of the past ten years, Mike Evans' name has been one of those top oh. 12 names which is in this day and age of the NFL like we've been saying how quick people like come and go absurd that is crazy yeah that is crazy yeah yeah no yeah <clears throat> wow yeah great player um, <clears throat> some not great players oh no Austin Eckler oh oh <laughs> Something's wrong. Something's really, really wrong. He might have that thing. Do you know that like, Najee Harris was running, running with like a big metal pole in his foot last last year. Yeah. He might have metal pole foot itis. <laughs> if you listen, Austin Eckler, do you have metal pole foot itis? Maybe we should ask Chris Hamstry. Is it a thing, Chris Hamstry? Speaking of Chris Hamstry, dead quick. Oh, a really raw oh. thing happened in our main league uh, where okay, yeah, Chris Hamstry's team and a certain uh, Carolina Panthers fan um, regular emailer in Rob's team uh, drew to two decimal places. That is crazy. 103.56 to 103.56, which is, yeah. Absurd. Crazy. Mental. Shouldn't happen. Should never happen. Draws in fantasy football are really just there as like an add-on thing. It's just we've got to say that you can draw just because <laughs> yeah, on yeah. the off chance it happens. But we played to two decimal places. You won't draw. Yeah, yeah. We played to two decimal places with like rosters of ten, uh, nine or ten players. You you, you won't draw. No. <laughs> Do you know <laughs> what would be stuff. good? Like say in the unlikely event that you drew. The equivalent of overtime should be the app selects a random person from your bench. And oh, that's oh, that would be, yeah, that would be great. great. Yeah, well, yeah, that is excellent. I hope ESPN are listening this week. I know they were listening last week. Yeah, they were. Um, but uh, the yeah, the bad players. The bad players. Mm-hmm. I I wish I'd have said this last week, Zach Moss. It was a trap. What are you on about? It was a this, trap. This week not was this week it's was the trap. trap. He looked really good. I'm 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 I don't know if you're with me, Shabbles. I'm writing this week off and putting Zach Moss back in my lineup. Okay. Hundred percent. Right? He was getting the, all the work. He's yeah. just not played that much in yeah. four weeks. Once he gets his legs back under him, he's gonna be a monster again. Yeah, listeners, you heard it, two versus one. Keep playing Zach Moss. Okay, uh Jameer Gibbs, not a great game. Garrett Wilson yeah, not great. I mean, we know that it's really Garrett Wilson's fault. Adam Thielen, Sharples' oh. prince, uh, again, again yeah. on this list. Jandre yeah. um, Swift, Jandre Whiffed. Lad! Uh, <laughs> he, got blown up. He, got he got completely blown Triggered. up on that play. <laughs> Calvin Ridley. And Christian Kirk. Ooh. Surprising. Really surprising considering how that game went that these two players just didn't really do much. Um, mm. David and Joku, first bad game in a little while. Uh, Drake Joker. London. And J- Drake London. Chapels, anything funny to say? Uh, what, for Drake London? Um, yep. 
Drake Bolton. Drake Bolton. <laughs> yeah, Drake Bolton Town Centre. <laughs> Drake Bolton Town Centre. <laughs> we're allowed to say that. Devin Singletree. Well, we... uh, Devin Singletree as well, sort of. Maybe, maybe, maybe he was really just in the... Well, a single carry. He didn't get a single carry. Oh. It would be really good if he did. Maybe he was just in the while Damien Pierce was in, peace. Damien Pierce was injured, and then Pat Frymuth. Everybody started him, even in the flex, because he had an insane week. Um, more like Pat Di- more like Pat Diamuth. Okay, no, because no, he was dire. We're moving on. Dyer. We're moving on from this Crap segment. <laughs> Moving on to this segment, from this segment into another segment that we will take no time on. Al? Uh, the projection beaters from last week. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we were. Jo- this was one of those weeks where we were joking. The best thing about uh, it for the and I, sup- I suppose it's frustrating for the listeners. They don't know when it, they don't know the weeks that we're joking. I know. This week yeah. we're not joking. No. Last week we were. Sharples' Pacheco pick was nice, though. And Jared Goff, uh, Sam Howell, and two of the three quarterbacks that we chose had okay games. As I mentioned, Lou, you picked uh, Sutton, who had a great so, touchdown. Yeah, so that I was wanted to mention, you mentioned that touchdown before from the Russell Wilson standpoint. Amazing touchdown catch by Colin Sutton. Like, he's obviously, there were people saying it's a little bit of a push off. It was six of one and a half and a dozen of the other, really. Like, he's being sort of hassled by by the cornerback or the safety all the way all the way down the route and sort of just escapes him. And as he's falling, great grab. Amazing touchdown catch. If you check that one out, that is a yeah. great grab, I'd say. Um, uh, Ramondre Stevenson got injured. <clears throat> Um, and Joku was a bad pick from me. Yeah. Najee was fine for you. Um, Calvin Ridley was a bad pick for Sharples. Troutman, congratulations, well done. All clapping. All right, okay. You got one point six points. Dice boys. <laughs> Sharples, Sharples with the equivalent of the Patriots uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. covering the, uh, the spread. The spread right. by picking Troutman, who got one point six, which I think is an appalling uh, way to behave on the podcast. Um, I picked Terry McLaurin, who was a complete goose. Yeah. Again, it's just this this bizarre idea that Sam Howell has thrown a million passing yards this year, yet not one pass catcher yeah. on that team is viable for fantasy football. Uh, and then, unfortunately, Lewis's tight end pick, <laughs> um, who was initially Dalton Schultz, didn't play. So Lou kindly texted me in Sharples. There's no very proof. confidently. There is no proof of this. He deleted the text message. Very, confi- <laughs> very confidently on Saturday, text us saying, Schultz isn't going to play, so you can take this as a receipt. That I'm gonna, <laughs> that I'm picking Juwan Johnson. I would, I would like, I would like to say that you're like over exaggerating, but you know, I literally no. was like, this is undeniable proof that yeah. I have said Juwan Johnson it was over text, <laughs> but you could tell the tone was very sassy indeed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I know it was very sassy. And uh, yeah, just a quick note on Ramondre Stevenson. Pretty long name. We got around that this week on the Instagram by just putting Ramondre on there. So if you want to see us putting some nice Instagram posts up where we uh, get around people with really long names by shortening the name or just calling them on a first name basis in the pocket across the pond at uh, Instagram, you can find our projection beaters there for nice stuff like uh, calling Ramondre Stevenson Ramondre because his name doesn't fit. That's great. Yeah. That's fantastic stuff. What isn't fantastic stuff is all the injuries that happened this week. Let's start with Tank Dell. 
uh, rookie sensation wide receiver for the Houston Texans. Wave him bye-bye off your fantasy teams because he's having surgery on a fractured fibula. His season is over. Uh, Why was he out there blocking a one-yard run? Why was the smallest guy on the offense out there, the thinnest man on the offense out there? I know. Uh, Whatever, yeah. So, unfortunately, Tank Dell's season is over. That really is a shame. Uh, he was playing really well, emerging as probably the best um, out, of, out of this rookie wide receiver. Yeah, but um, we'll see him next year. Trevor Lawrence, high ankle sprain. We know it was a low ankle sprain before they made him walk 45 minutes to the locker room. It was, it was a medium ankle sprain just as he walked <laughs> past a nacho cart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um he's gonna miss multiple weeks, so be prepared to be without him if you have him in your lineup and also the collateral damage of that for the wide receivers and the offense as a whole, I would say. Remandra Stevenson also exited the Patriots game, suffered a high ankle sprain on the field, not walking back to the locker room. He's gonna miss a few weeks as well. I'm sure plenty of people picked up Ezekiel Elliott this week. Um I don't know what to expect from that, but he was a bit of a hot pickup. Marcus Brown exited his game with a heel injury. Uh, the Cardinals are on by, so we'll hear more about that next week. Uh, also, in the wide receiver category, Amari Cooper was ruled out of a head injury. We know that that's a concussion now, so you know the deal. Uh, unless he's Chris Olave, who played this week. Um, expect Cooper to miss a week. Christian Watson... Packers wide receiver went down mid-play with a hamstring injury, which is never good. Mid-play, no contact from uh, the the opposing defensive players. So it, hamstring's a bit of a tricky one for him. He's been struggling with it for a while. So uh, becoming a recurring injury, monitor it, but, you know, it's not a good sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saints quarterback Derek Carr suffered the second most gruesome injury in that game. <clears throat> um, shoulder... We've done that. We've done it now. <laughs> Shoulder and back injuries. Uh, and he's in concussion protocol as well. He's probably going to miss some time. And then Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett had to lead the game. Also with an ankle injury. Expected to miss time. No word on injured reserve yet. Um, and then Brian Robinson Jr., Washington Commanders running back, ruled out with a hamstring injury versus the Dolphins. Commanders are on a bye week, so we'll hear more about that. And then a bit of news, Zach Wilson is starting for the Jets again. Yes. This is a just a cruel carousel mm-hmm. that the Jets are uh, forcing us all to watch. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree, Sharples? I'm so glad I didn't buy that Aaron Rodgers jersey at the start of the season. Oh, so yeah. Glad. He's coming back. He's um, coming back. And that that's all. On to week 14? On to week 14. Okay. Week 14, teams on by Arizona and Washington. Who cares? <laughs> Doesn't affect <laughs> anything, really. Uh, we'll start looking ahead to week 14, as we always do, with... Hey, forget about it! The forget about it section of the podcast... Players that we're not going to talk about in detail here, but are in your starting lineups, no matter what. That's why we said forget about it. At the quarterback position, Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, 
Lamar Jackson, Brock Purdy, and Pat Mahomes. Forget about it! Running back, McCaffrey, Karen, Kamara, Etienne, Barkley, A-Chain and Molster, Bijan Robinson, Rashad White, Jacobs, Gibbs. Forget about it! What are running back options there for you? Uh, wide receiver, Hill, Keenan Allen, Lamb, AJ Brown, Chase, Diggs, Abamra, Evans, Mike Evans, that is, Puka, Pittman. Forget about mm. it. And probably Cooper Ooh. Cup. You're playing Cooper Cup. You're playing Hitmania. Cooper Cup. Oh, Cooper, yeah. We'll keep yeah. Cooper Cup in there. Okay. Tight end, Kelsey, Hawkinson, Laporta, Kittle. Forget about it. Feels like, we, other than Mark Andrews, are we missing any big names there? Darren Waller. Darren Waller. The wall. I forgot he was yeah. even playing still. Uh, he's injured. He's been injured. Right. Oh, there he's we been go. injured for a there while. There we go. There we go. Uh, if only anyone could have anticipated that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the stick only... I got on our preseason pod for having Waller ranked low. Well, yeah. I was actually very generous. Very generous. <laughs> what is he? Tight end a million. <laughs> Two million. <laughs> Two million. Okay. Two million. Um, <laughs> into the projection beaters for week 14. Players that we think and know. We know it. No jokes this week. They're going to beat their ESPN projection by four or more fantasy points. Um, let's start with the running back. Uh, and Lou, you can start us off. I'm going to go with Tuba Hubbard. Mm. Carolina Panthers, regrettably. Um Projected 13 points. I made Hubbard uh, my projection beater in week nine, actually, and he made me eat my words a little bit. He was he was, he was was all right, like around 10 points, but, you know, he, he wasn't a hit, really, you know. Uh, he's had some lackluster weeks following that. Um, Sorry, workload eaten into by Miles Sanders, um, who is also atrocious. Uh, but over the past two games, Hubbard, he's come alive again, taking control of that backfield. Uh, and in those games, the past two, that is, he's amassed three touchdowns and 196 yards from scrimmage, certainly in the best in his best form of the season. Uh, and he's, he's coming into this game facing the New Orleans Saints, who started the year as a decent defence, sort of all-round, really. But they've been letting runners slip through over the past few weeks. Uh, they've been giving up 165 rushing yards and over one rushing touchdown per game over the past three matches, uh, which is most in the league over that span. So they are certainly an exploitable rush defense as a blair. Um, with this one, you know, I'm picking a player who's been, who's been sort of bang on form uh, and against an area of a defense who is way out of form. Um, Hoping that that logic pays off by that, you know, I think Hubbard's going to have a nice week. Mm, nice. Uh, Sharps? Uh, I've gone for Joe Mixon, uh, running back for the Bengals. Um, up against the Colts this week, they've given up the third most points to fantasy running backs. But to be honest, mainly it's, it's purely from last week's display. Uh, he's projected 15.2. If he gets that same workload as he got last week, he's going to absolutely smash that. Uh, he got two touchdowns last week, which have been hard to come by for him this season, but I don't even think he needs that. I mean, 19 carries, seven targets, that that kind of workload, even even without a touchdown, is probably good for 20 points. So uh, hoping for the same again, obviously no guarantees, but as mentioned before, if this is what the Bengals looks like going forward, then uh, Mixon's going to be a hell of an asset. And uh, yeah, I'm just riding a hot hand on this one, so Joe Mixon. 
Nice. I'm going to go Javante Williams, uh, running back for the Denver Broncos. Projected 13.1 uh, at the Chargers. The Broncos just really need to get this running game going. Um, it's not like Javante hasn't been getting work. He's top 12 in running back usage if you take away the, the game earlier in the season that he left early because he got injured. The touchdowns just haven't been there. Uh and he has admittedly he's not been super efficient on the ground, but if you just add the league average uh, running back touchdowns, it would shoot him way up fantasy ranks. Um, only two touchdowns on the year, both receiving so far, no rushing touchdowns. We saw this past week that the Broncos cannot rely on Russ just throwing it to Sutton. They need to establish a running game, especially heading into the playoffs, and what a game to do so against the Chargers, who, although um, they just shut out the juggernaut offense that is the Patriots, uh, the bleeding fancy points everywhere. Uh, so I'm feeling a nice game for Javante this week and a get-right game. So that's still, I think, resurgent Broncos team. Uh, Luke, tell us about your tight end. Tight end, I'm going to go with Jake Ferguson. Dallas Cowboys, tight end, projected 11.9. Uh, the over of this game is 53 points. Um, yeah, it's a must-win game for, for both teams. Um, Ferguson, you know... A couple of down weeks recently, but got back last week with a great six for 77 and one performance. Uh, I think, you know, like all the offensive pieces in Dallas, he's going to have to be utilised a lot this week. So, yeah, Ferguson, he's going straight in my lineup. Chaps? Um, yeah, bit of a boring one this, this week. Um, not gone for quite as low a pick as uh, Troutman. Didn't didn't feel good about that, but, you know, was effective. <laughs> uh, I'm going for Gerald Everett, uh, tight end for the Chargers. Broncos giving up the second most points to fantasy tight ends at the minute. Uh, projected 6.4 points, which I think is, is more than doable, um, given that since he missed the Packers week, Packers game a couple of weeks ago, his targets have improved. Um not, I mean, don't get me wrong, not by no means a major tight end, um, but he's getting sort of four, five, six targets a game. Um, and also, uh, Herbert likes him in the end zone as well. So if he can sneak a touchdown, that's probably my hit there. So, yeah, mm-hmm. purely going for, for the win here on this one, Gerald Everett. Good, I mean... It's good that we're getting some new names in your tight end section, Chapels. It it looks like someone's doing some sightseeing in the Lake District on your tight end section. You know, Hill, 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 <laughs> Hill, Trout. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to go Isaiah Likely, um, Baltimore Ravens tight end. Um, still targets up for grabs in this offense, and I think he's warmed up and settled in now. Since I last picked him in this section, um, he's a capable player. We saw that last year, and the Ravens like front to the tight end position. So headed into the playoffs, he needs to get more involved. Great matchup against the Rams, who are putting up, uh, giving up, I should say, the sixth most points to tight end. So uh, Isaiah likely uh, to beat just the nine points this week for me. Uh, let's go wide receiver, Luke. My wide receiver, I uh, I wrote down this guy's name on Friday morning. Uh, after I'd finished watching the Cowboys highlights, uh, because I don't want to say this too loudly, okay? But over the past two games, the Dallas Cowboys have given up over 660 passing yards and three passing touchdowns, which is why my wide receiver projection beater is Devonta Smith, projected 13.7. The big numbers, uh, when you consider the way this this Dallas defense has performed, especially the secondary, um, up until this point of the season, I'm not not saying they're becoming 
an exploit an exploitable secondary. Uh, there's still a great defense, but I, I think the past two games shows that they aren't completely unbeatable in that area. You know, whether it's for, through sheer volume we saw in the Commanders' case a couple of weeks ago, or just elite offensive play uh, in the Seahawks this past week with with Geno and DK on on top form. Um, and I think that elite play is going to be the case again this week against one of the best, most explosive offences in the league, the Philadelphia Eagles. Sometimes you just got to ignore the, the big red number indicating that it's a bad matchup and you've just got to trust the elite weapons uh, that you have on your fantasy team. And that's what Devonna Smith is. <clears throat> I mean, I've said a lot about Philadelphia's defence. Uh, crap, very crap. <laughs> Uh, but their offense, you know, maybe up until this past week has been absolutely rolling, especially Devonta Smith. Since week eight, Devonta Smith is the wide receiver six in fantasy football, averaging over 20 PPI points per game. Side note, in that span, his teammate AJ <coughs> Brown is the wide receiver 14. Uh, and this is Smith through and through as well. Like three years into his NFL career, this is what he's been every single year. He's a slow starter. Pretty boom bust to begin the year. Always tends to kick on at the end of the season. Go and look at his previous years. This is always what he is. This is why Devonta Smith is great to have if you're a fantasy team who's pushing into the playoffs. Um, you know, he's on his hottest form of the season. Dallas's defense are underperforming more than they have done on the season. The over-under is 53 points. Must win game. I'm absolutely smashing Devonta Smith in any line <clears> that I have him. Nice. Chaps? Um, yeah, there's a big red number next to this guy as well, uh, but I'm still going for it. Nico Collins, wide receiver for the Houston Texans, Ooh, is going nice. up against the Jets, who are <clears throat> the first-ranked defense against fantasy wide receivers. Uh, so you're probably thinking... Sharpie, are they painting the corridors again? Uh, what's going on? Well, the fact is, <laughs> Nico Collins with Tank Dell out is going to get about 200 targets. Um, in the past three games, he's had 32, and now there's no Tank Dell to compete with him. CJ Stroud loves throwing the ball. They clearly hate the running back room. I don't know why, because Damian Pierce is nice. Devin Singletree's not that good, but they obviously hate them. Um, and so... It's it's all Stroud throwing the ball. Yes, Robert Woods is there, but you know Robert Woods will get about five for thirty. Um, it doesn't matter about the quality of the defense. Yeah, Stroud is probably going to throw the ball to uh, Collins twenty times, and I want that in my fantasy team. So quite high projection, fifteen point five. But given last week, he's shown that he's more than up to it. Yeah, I think this is going to be a smash play. Nice. I've gone for some of the high projection as well. I've gone Debo Samuel projected 16.1 versus Seattle. Um, I'm all about the yak here. The guys have to catch. Um, 49ers have the sixth most yak this season, and it's only going to go up with the way that Debo is playing. He's on an absolute heater at the minute. 57 fantasy points in the past two games. One of the hottest players in the league at the minute, and he gets Seattle. Seattle are a really nice defense to play. Um, and the you know no mistake they have got a couple of studs at cornerback uh, <clears throat> Tariq Woolen and Devin Witherspoon but I've factored that into this pick and that's why I've gone Debo over Ayuk I don't want to bank on Ayuk having to win uh, his kind of battle or matchup versus one of those players I want to see Purdy throw in uh, short 
just near the line of scrimmage to Debo or giving it him in the backfield and watching him run uh, all those yards after catch like he did against the Eagles. Um, he's got game-breaking ability as well that Ayuk's not got, hence why I picked him over Ayuk. Um, and yeah, I think he's going to crush that 16 fantasy point projection. Get Debo Samuel in your lineups. Crush uh, it. Luke, okay. quarterback. Quarterback is Gardner Minshew, projected 14.3 points. Uh, Yeah, the fantasy numbers haven't been, you know, much of note, really, for Minshew, but he has been impressive as the Colts uh, quarterback this year. Just look at the record, you know, undeniably having a a decent season. Um, And, you know, he's found an excellent rapport with his wide receivers, specifically Michael Pittman, who is on track to have his best season of his career so far um, you know he's also coming off one of his better fantasy performances of the season this past week call it a coincidence or not Jonathan Taylor's out so we saw this passing game do a lot of the heavy lifting last week for this offence uh, and I think that's going to continue to be the case which is ideal this week as they're facing one of the more beatable secondaries as of late and um, it's the Bengals. It's the Bengals, not the Burrs or the Browns. It's the Bengals. Uh, over the past month, the Bengals have been giving up over 293 passing yards per game. That's over the past four games, which is mental. You have to look at trying to exploit that. Um, we know after this past week, though, the Bengals, they can put up points. They have enough elite uh, playmakers on that offense but without Joe Burrow, I don't see them having the ability to sort of pull away and sort of hammer a team. So I do think this can be a decent game, very competitive, one that you're probably going to want some players in. Uh, and I think that means that Gardner Minshew has a has a nice week. Nice. Uh, Sharps? Um, quarterback, I've gone Josh Dobbs uh, of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, projected 15 points. I think that's quite low, and I think that's because going into his bye week, he had... An absolutely abysmal performance against Chicago. Four interceptions. Um, but he's had the week off. I assume he's just had his head in that playbook and on the field learning. So I think he's going to be bedded in. Uh, Vegas, so-so defense. Pretty much exactly uh, middle of the pack. Um, I think it's going to be... I'm not saying it's going to be the most interesting game. But I think we could be seeing you know three touchdowns a PC and maybe sort of like the 20-20 sort of score. Um, and I think with potential of Justin Jefferson returning, don't know if it's been confirmed yet, but he has a number next to his name. Um, yeah, I just really rate Josh Jobs. I think it's a low projection because it's been skewed by his performance in Chicago. And if Justin Jefferson comes back, then could easily be a big one. So, uh, yeah, Josh Jobs this nice. week. Not too much numbers nice. behind it, but the, uh, the Lapsang knows what the Lapsang knows. All vibes. <laughs> All vibes. Uh, I'm going uh, Matt Stafford. Bold one, projected 12 at Baltimore. Uh, Make no mistake, Baltimore are the hardest defensive fantasy quarterbacks and probably one of, if not the best, defences in the league. But the Rams just played the Browns this week, who, everyone has been saying, has got a really good defence and the fantasy numbers show they've got a really good defence. Well, Stafford had himself a day with 279 yards and three passing touchdowns. In fact, he's got seven touchdowns to one pick in the last two games, and this Rams certainly seem to be heating up now with Karen back. Uh, And I think what is crucial for Stafford is that him and the Rams use Karen in the passing game. Uh, Karen Williams, I'm talking about. (laughs) They use Karen in the passing game. Um, So 
that means the three most dangerous weapons, the running back and the two wide receivers for the Rams, all do a lot of the damage catching passes from Stafford, which is obviously going to be good for Stafford. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of those games where the Ravens let the Rams hang around and you see Stafford go off in the second half, blowing that 12-point projection out of the water. Confidence pick, 12 points isn't very much for someone like Matt Stafford, particularly how he's been playing. Um, I think this could be an upset this week. I, 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 uh, I'm not, uh, if I do an accumulator this week, I feel like I'm going to put the Rams on, lads. I feel like you, I mean, I know this is the point of the projection be a section, but I, to my ear, you said Stafford a lot. It's lost all meanings. Like, did, <laughs> do you not think so? I felt like you said the word Stafford a lot. Well, that's who I'm picking. But every sentence. Stafford? <laughs> do you agree, Ryan? In point across the point at Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's finish off by looking at the Alex Sharples game tiers. I'm going to bet one of them is in... And even we need to create a lower tier than, than the lowest tier for one particular game. Yeah, very true. Uh, so, in the bad, we have the Giants against the Packers, the Jets against the Texans, purely because I'm that far down on the Jets, uh, and the Patriots against the Steelers. That deserves its yeah, own. Side note on that as well, we will be having another backup quarterback in prime time. Yay, Yay. Mick Trubisky. Mick. Uh, do you know, Shabbos, do you know the over-under of this game? The over-under of the Steelers-Patriots? Yep. Uh, what is it? I don't know. What is it? 30 points. 13? 30. Give him 30. some respect. What? 15-15? Yeah, well, no look, way. Shabbos, no you way. Think, but, but no, well, exactly. We're saying no way, but that, like, for Vegas, that is an extremely low low line. You're talking about, like, two NFL teams who, and you're saying they're only going to score 15 each. 30 points is an extremely low line. It's the um, lowest that I, I've seen. And, and I don't, in a while. And I also don't think it's going to get the. Well, obviously, people have been betting it down. Yeah. People, people, the reason why it, it was 30, and I checked this on Monday, and it's still 30. So people aren't betting that number up. You know, people aren't thinking this is going to be <laughs> a better game than we think. I would strongly take the under on that. I legit think it's going to finish 7 all. Nice. <laughs> um, what's the next tier? So, in the mayor, we've got quite a few. Uh, there's a few good teams playing, not very good teams. It sort of ruins them a bit. We've got the... Bears against the Lions, Raiders, Vikings, Dolphins, Titans, Chargers, Bronco, Falcons against the Buccaneers. And I teetered with putting this one in bad, but I kept it in mess. Saints, Panthers. Okay. Um, Saints, Panthers. <coughs> it's, it's not going to be a mega game for Tuba Hubbard, I can guarantee that. Okay. Nice. There you go. And, uh, if, and, if, and if I'm wrong, I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> we got three in the good uh, Ravens, Rams, Bengals, Colts, Browns, Jaguars. Although without Trevor Lawrence, that might not be as good. But you know, mm. you, you, you you want to know something funny? Do you say Browns Jaguars in good? Yeah, in good. Yeah. Do you want to know the over under of that game? Go on. Thirty point five. You kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Really? Um, it's that's got to be the backup quarterback situation yeah. affecting yeah. that. Uh, and and actually, to be fair, the fact that these are two teams with good defenses. Mm. All I'm thinking with that game, mainly the Steelers-Patriots game, maybe the 
awfulness of the players evens out and it's a bit like watching a CFL game. However, there's like a normal amount of points in the game because it's just like rubbish players playing against rubbish players. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, right, I think these next three are pretty easy to guess. Should be absolute smorgasbords of uh, football. We've got the 49ers against the Seahawks, the Chiefs against the yeah. Bills, and the yeah. Eagles against the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I would, hot take here, especially considering my Super Bowl picks, but I would risk putting the Chiefs' Bills into good just because... Like, you look at the Eagles-Cowboys and you look at the 49ers and then it almost seems like a little bit like, oh, when you look at the Chiefs and the Bills just because That's of the, the, the way That's the fair. season is turning out for both of those teams. It's a bit like, tell me right now that the Chiefs or the Bills mm. can right now compete with the Eagles, the Cowboys, the 49ers. It's kind of like we've been saying this season, we everyone came into the season thinking the AFC was this complete juggernaut where, whereas all we've seen this season is flaws from uh, AFC teams whereas the NFC teams in I think the 49ers the Cowboys and the Eagles have the three best teams in the NFL yeah definitely mm. I just think there's too much history between these two I think, I yeah. think they'll both be coming yeah. out and playing their A games yeah I agree yeah I agree as well um, but that is going to do it it is for another week Thanks for listening. Thank you very much for listening. The projection beaters will be better this week. Two Monday night games, which is great. I don't know why. Two Monday night games. Yeah, that's fantastic. Which is ideal for us in the UK. um, Because I love getting four hours sleep. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Enjoy football this weekend. Enjoy it. Goodbye. See you. Bye-bye.